Well, there's a great, very succinct verse that describes exactly what we've come together to do tonight. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, the Apostle Paul makes this statement about the baby that we've come to worship tonight. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. As I mentioned to the children, and all of us are children, every gift that we give, every gift that we receive is a reminder of the indescribable gift. Oh, some of our gifts are going to be great. Some of us have high expectations about uh, some of the things are, are uh, going to be under that tree for us uh, tomorrow or tonight or whenever you do it. But there's no indescribable gift but the gift of God in his son through the Lord Jesus. And we see the great, um, the great movement toward his birth through, through the entire Old Testament as we were singing earlier tonight about the prophets foretelling the, the birth of his son and uh, the birth of the son of God and, and all of history was moving toward that point. And then when it actually took place, all the special things that God did to signify that this is in fact the boy, this is the king, this is the indescribable gift. I mean, think about the star and think about the shepherds and think about the angels and think about the, the angels' preparation of the parents and the relatives Uh, for this announcement and for for the birth of this child and all of these things taking place. Things that we look back on and and, and help us understand he really is the son of God, but things at that moment in history that help those who are looking for the Savior, who are looking for the Messiah, help them understand that he actually is here. I love the story um, in Luke chapter 2, after the birth of Jesus. Uh, the story about a prophet that was, in, uh, that was in Jerusalem. One of the last of the Old Testament prophets. Even though his story is in the New Testament, he's an Old Testament prophet because he was still living under the Old Covenant. He was still, he was still prophesying before uh, the Lord Jesus' um, death and, and his resurrection. So he's an Old Testament prophet like John the Baptist, uh, who was the, the real last Old Testament prophet. But Simeon was this prophet in the, uh, in the book of Luke, and he was in Jerusalem. And he was a prophet that the Holy Spirit had told that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah. So the the one that all of Israel was waiting for, for all those generations, for all those hundreds, even thousands of years, Simeon was told by God himself that he was going to see the Messiah. And so led by the Holy Spirit, and you can read the account in Luke chapter 2 after the, the birth of Jesus, Simeon, led by the Holy Spirit, went into the temple in Jerusalem, just as Mary and Joseph were bringing the baby Jesus in to have all the, uh, the ceremonies performed according to the custom of the law. And when Simeon saw this child, he held the baby Jesus in his arms, hopefully with permission, probably, as he held that child in his arms. And looked at that face. He said, 
O Lord, you, you may dismiss your servant in peace. In other words, I can die now. And then he said this, for my eyes have seen your salvation. He was looking at the salvation of the Lord. That's what the name Jesus means. That's why the angels were so um, specific with Mary and Joseph saying to both of them in separate, on separate occasions, give him the name Jesus. That's his name. Jesus, Joshua, Yeshua, the salvation of the Lord. And as Simeon, who'd been promised that he was going to see the Lord's Christ, held that baby, he said, my eyes have seen your salvation. And you see, the same thing is true for all of us. Salvation comes in that person. That's what makes Jesus the great gift, the indescribable gift. It's, it's impossible to describe the impact that that baby has had in this world through the saving of thousands, even hundreds of thousands, millions of people, forgiveness of our sins, changing our lives, enabling us to begin to live as we were made to live, as we were born to live for the glory of Almighty God. And all of that came, all of that possibility came through the gift of that child. And so tonight as we celebrate and give thanks to God for his indescribable gift, we remember that Jesus didn't just bring the good news of salvation. Jesus is salvation. And every one of us who believe in him will be forgiven of our sins, made right with God, and given the promise of everlasting life. Earlier in the chapter before um, that I read where it says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, the Apostle Paul made this statement, or at really, uh, it, was, it was kind of a question statement in chapter 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you? Do you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? Do you recognize that Jesus is grace to us, the giving of a gift that we would never deserve, that we would never earn. He gave his life to us, paying the ultimate price, dying on the cross, because the wages of sin is death. He never sinned, but he knew that we did. And so as the perfect son of God, John, his cousin, called him the perfect lamb of God because as he died on that cross, he took upon himself all of our sins so that every one of us who believe in him can be forgiven and have the gift of eternal life. That's the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, a gift that we don't deserve Certainly as any gift, a gift that we didn't pay for, but Jesus paid for it and gave it to us so that when we trust in him, we can be sure that our sins are forgiven. Not because we've cleaned up our act, not because we're doing better than we used to, but because we have put our trust in Jesus Christ and he has made the promise that anyone who does that 
will be forgiven of their sins, regardless of what those sins have been. Regardless of how long we've been committing those sins, our sins would be forgiven completely and utterly. And nothing that we do, no good things that we do, no money that we give, no songs that we sing, no prayers that we pray, no, no Bible verses that we memorize, none of those things will add a single thing to what God has done for us in Christ. He did it all. When we stand before him in his glory, we will be there because of him, not because of us. Our trust is in him. And that's why he's called the indescribable gift. He was given for us. And we praise his name. We're going to share together tonight in the Lord's Supper. Something that took place in his life toward the end of his life, near his death. And some would think, well, it's kind of strange to be celebrating that on the night that we're celebrating his birth. But it helps us to understand that he was born to die. We, we don't like to think in those terms. It's, it, it, it seems morose and, 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 and cruel. And it is. But it was necessary. Because of our sins, he had to die. And so to, to thank God properly, to understand essentially what he was here for, we have to look to his death. And so we're going to take a moment and thank God for his indescribable gift by eating a little piece of bread and drinking a little cup of grape juice from the vine in remembrance of what this baby grew to do for us as he went to the cross, the perfect Lamb of God, sinless, not deserving any of the punishment that he was receiving, but took it upon himself for us. And so at this time, Vicki's going to come up and, and play a little bit. And as she does, uh, someone in your family group or, or area there uh, that can reach the, the elements, we're first going to hold a little piece of that bread. And let me remind you, as we hold this bread, that this symbolizes the broken body of Jesus. When he broke the, the, the bread that night um, before his death with his disciples, he said, when you eat and break this bread, do this in remembrance of me. And so we're going to hold the bread for just a moment as Vicky plays. We're going to remember what God has done for us in Christ. We're going to thank him for making that sacrifice for us. And then I'll lead us in a word of prayer and we'll eat the bread together. And this is for all of us who believe in Christ. And if your children are too young to, to partake of it yet and don't understand the meaning of these things, just help them to, uh, to watch you do it and, and this be a learning part of the process for them uh, so that they can do it another time when, they're, uh, when they've put their trust in Christ. But if you'll take a piece of the bread now as Vicki plays. Mm-hmm. 